time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 90, Get Back Your Go, Vitalize Your Immune System. You know, we've all experienced the disappointment of having to put everything on hold when our bodies crash and our health deteriorates, usually just when we think we can at least afford to slow down or take a break. You know, deep down, most of us know that there's often an inherent wisdom in the irony of these moments. But nevertheless, most of us would rather avoid the inconvenience altogether, whether it's a cold, a cough, a flu, or any kind of impediment that attacks our body or even something else, we ignore it and we go on and on and on. And our immune system gets affected. And you know, when we're given the choice, if we were even given the choice, who among us would refuse a vital immune system? You know, doesn't everybody want to be healthy and rather avoid illness and disease? So the whole idea is how do we support a robust immunity? In today's episode, I'd like to discuss innate and acquired immunity when our immune system is most vulnerable and strategies to build our immunity. The concept of immunity has been widely described in the detail in many medical texts because the main goal of living a great life is to optimize the health of our organism and cure disease. And to preserve health, we have to have a strong body with a high capacity to eliminate disease, which is what our natural immunity is all about. And also not to allow outside invaders to produce disease or pathogenesis. So immunity denotes the resistance power of the body or defense of the body against the first occurrence of any disease. And if the body does encounter some disease, it won't allow the disease to be manifested because of you know, the possessing a specific resistance power to eliminate or terminate, as I say, the deadly uh, agents that cause this disease. And that's not just having a healthy body. Of course it is, but the mind is also a functionality in all of this. Well, immunity can be achieved in two ways. We have innate immunity resulting from a general process rather than a process directed at a specific disease uh, in the organism itself. It's something that we are born with and it's in our constitution. As I said, we're inborn with that strength and it really has to do with our overall physical as well as our mental constitution. I just wanted to repeat that. That's our innate immunity. Or we have acquired immunity, meaning that the human body has the ability to develop an extremely powerful specific immunity against individual invading agents such as the bacteria, the viruses, toxins, or even impure foreign tissues from other animals. Immunity can be enhanced by many things that appear general, but they do have profound effects. And I'll get to them within this episode. But let's move to see what's really happening, uh, you know, happening currently in our world. You know, it's becoming very difficult for us to manage diseases due to their immunosuppressive issues as well as immunodeficient drug-resistant qualities, which is why it's necessary to enhance our immunity 
you know, or what I'm going to determine or call our vital capacity so that we can become resistant to any immune compromising agents. In many traditions, regulating our food, our sleep, and even celibacy, regulating our sexual habits and our sexual thinking are considered the golden triangle for excellent health because they do indeed affect our vital energy and our life force. So where are we now? The current climate of our country and the world for that matter is affecting the health and vitality of people as we see many with stress and anxiety due to lack of comfort and stability of mind and body. But luckily there are many ways to reduce the risk of losing our vitality and succumbing to the compromised immune system as well as strategies to help us bounce back if challenges do present themselves. There are a number of general strategies that can help to support our immune system. But before I move to these recommendations, let's first focus on immunity and what our immune system, what makes it most vulnerable. Many medical systems like Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine do advocate that strong immunity is a product of good digestion, and we use the word Agni, strong Agni, the metabolic fire, quality liver functioning, Remember, liver is our metabolic powerhouse and a balanced endocrine system. Remember, our hormones are our metabolic messengers. So it includes appropriately balancing, having balanced hormones. Only now is Western medicine just getting a glance at the importance of our gut microbiome and stress as a factor in a compromised immune system. Let's turn to when our immune system seems to be most vulnerable. For the most part, therapeutic strategies that protect our immunity and support optimal health throughout our system and are appropriate to undertake can happen at any time. But there are times when we are especially vulnerable and when protecting our vitality is of particular importance. And here are some times to just think about. When we're in periods of convalescent, we're getting over a cold, getting over something that may have happened, we're still in that compromised state. When we're in episodes, this is not new to any of you, episodes of unusual stress. When we have stress, our immune system really gets compromised. This is something that may be new to some of you, but the junctions between our seasons when we change, you know, we're going to be leaving late summer, moving into fall, and that's one of the seasons that creates a problem. And we want to be looking at immunity coming into those seasons. And if you'd like me to do more uh, topics on this, I would be more than happy. As I said, one of you in the audience has actually brought this to my attention to do this today. We also have cold and flu season coming in, as I just mentioned. So periods of rejuvenation. When we follow a cleanse, many people are doing cleansing and detoxing, in fact, overdoing it a little bit, or severe intermittent fasting. That's a period where we can rejuvenate, but also a period where we're opening up the door to being open to immune compromise. Times of significant change in our routine. Let's say starting a school, a school new year, which is happening now for those of you that have children, or maybe some of you are going to school. We start things in, in the fall and you know we change up our routine or we started a new job 
and our routine is changing. Maybe our vehicle, if we're taking the train and we now have to start taking the bus, anything that changes our routine and we have to get up earlier, later, bed to earlier, later, you know, all those things. But also major life transitions. So you see, I'm in the transition mode here. Whenever we have change, transition, the body has to adapt and so does our immune system. Like marriage, divorce, death of a loved one, a move, a new baby, a new job, a loss of a job, a loss of a pet. That's also a transition because, uh, you know, you've spent your life sharing your life with an energy field in your home. So all of those are periods where we really need to pay attention to our immune system. So now it's time. Let's turn to what are some of the strategies to build our immunity. At a first glance, as I mentioned, some of these recommendations may seem quite basic. In fact, many of them are, but they're strategies to build on the premise that our bodies are inherently intelligent and that given proper support, our biochemistry and physiology already knows exactly how to promote and protect optimal functioning and health. Our body's self-regulatory systems are intelligent. Keep that in mind. So the first I'd like to talk about is support immunity with your diet. Tending to digestive function is the number one way to promote optimal health throughout the system, which in turn protects our vitality. If this idea is new to you, you might want to take some time to uh, really read or do Feeling Good Matters or do the resilience training that we have, because I do talk extensively about digestive function. In very general terms, our digestive strength is supported by a diet that minimizes stimulants refines and refined sugar, as well as processed foods, as well as stress and negative thinking. I include the psychological aspects here because digestion occurs both physically and mentally. When working with clients, I emphasize healthy whole foods you know, for a specific constitution, but also work with when and how we eat with good thoughts, good company, and in proper context. It's also worth mentioning that there are herbs and spices to include in our food preparation that support a vital digestive system. For example, some find benefit in including garlic or ginger in their diet to assist digestion, which actually uh, helps with uh, destroy natural toxins, encouraging the maintenance of digestive processes. Or try at least one relaxing and, if possible, silent meal a day and no eating within two to three hours before bedtime to ensure proper digestion and a good night's sleep. That will also help to boost our immunity. The second is to prioritize balanced sleep. Sleep is critically important to the immune system, and studies have shown that when animals are completely deprived of sleep, they suffer a total loss of immune function, resulting in death. In humans also, sleep deprivation severely compromises our immunity. For example, studies have linked sleep deprivation to an increased risk of even cancer, as well as a reduction in the immune system's ability to slow the growth of any kind of disease or, say, cancer cells. If sleep is a challenge area for you, rectify it with someone you can work with. Otherwise, try to go to bed, get up on time, uh, about the same time each day, and aim for restful sleep for about seven to eight hours each night. I'm using that as a general term. If you're a meditator, you can get by with less, but if you're not, seven to eight hours each night might be and should be sufficient, but it has to be restful sleep. The third is to minimize stress. 
managing stress is an important health topic in its own right. And that said, excess stress is extremely detrimental to our immune response because stress hormones very effectively suppress the immune system, relocating our vital resources in order for our immediate survival, at least our perceived need for survival, because stress is a perceived threat, as you all know. Therefore, train your mind to be stressless by developing the focus and calmness. As I always say, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment. To really change your perceptions to support a confident and balanced mind. The fourth is to adopt a systematic and stable routine. You know, our physiology is very much adapted to and supported by, in some sense, regularity. That's why intermittent fasting is okay, but not when it's done irregularly. And that's where people, again, we take these sound bites and people create a whole a whole design program of intermittent fasting is good, pick it up anytime. No, it has to be done routinely, regularly, and skillfully. Keep that in mind. We're not taking sound bites here. We want to think of the whole picture. Because a systematic routing really helps us calm the nervous system and relieve stress and protect our vitality. Making even the modest commitment to a routine gets our nervous system, again, nervous system is the key focus here, to a number of reassuring reference points throughout each day, signaling the system that it's well and it's safe and we can be at ease. Over time, this context of predictability and safety encourages the nervous system to relax, reducing stress, encouraging rejuvenation, and helping preserve immune function. So keep that in mind. Routine is key. Not do something anytime you feel like it. How do you establish a routine? Well, the very first steps in establishing a daily routine are quite simple. Try to awaken, eat your meals, and go to bed at about the same times every day. That's Seems simple, but it's actually quite difficult for many people. If possible, you can also maintain a consistent work or activity schedule, schedule, and this level of consistency alone can be so powerful. And even if you add breathing or mindfulness and meditation practices, wow, you're really going to get the deepest level of support. The fifth is to get moving. Proper exercise helps us release accumulated tension, moving stagnant mental and emotional energy and improving our circulation. It also enhances digestion, which you know is essential to optimal health, improves our body's detoxification pathways, encourages proper elimination, promotes relaxation in the body and supports sound sleep all of which serve to protect our vitality and support our immune system. So exercise or the power of get moving really is helpful. Keep in mind that improper movement or exercise, as we call it, can actually be quite damaging and can compromise immunity like too much, too hard, going beyond your capacity, infrequent, alternating with hard sessions. You might be aware of your capacity. You must actually be aware of your capacity if you're not and work up to a steady training session that's systematic. A daily 20 minute walk, for example, can do wonders for our entire system, our body, mind, and soul. There are other more subtle, subtle practices that we can get involved with that you could include or yoga and meditation. For those of you that took the pranayama course in the past, we're moving the vital energy fields within the body and mind, as well as even some herbal remedies. 
some of you have taken the courses that I've done with uh, diet and nutrition, where we talk about herbal remedies. And that's really beyond the scope of one of our one podcasts. If anybody has anything they're interested in out of that, I can create one out of that. But the key is to work with those elements that feel right to your whole being and always do your research, as I always say. So let me just go over them again for those that may not have gotten them all. Support immunity with your diet, and we know there's so much involved with diet, but we could focus on our digestive function. The second is to prioritize balanced sleep. We want restful, balanced sleep. The third is to minimize our stress. The fourth is to adopt a systematic and stable routine. Remember, routine is the cornerstone, the golden bullet for just really focusing and getting yourself into a stable comfort zone with any kind of anything that would come. So establish a good routine. Get moving. Get your body moving. It helps to remove tension and stagnant material that gets in the way of immune function. So again, do your research. And that brings me to the end of this episode. Let's thank David for this topic. I hope it met your needs. And if there are more topics you want me to discuss around this, I'd be more than happy to. The Susan Taylor Podcast does come out every week and is available on susantaylor.org, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and other podcast platforms. Keep in mind again that if you like this podcast, please share it on our YouTube channel. You can go there and subscribe and share it from there to anyone who might like it. And it also helps support the community. Visit susantaylor.org for more information or to contact us with any questions, comments, or feedback. I love the emails that I'm getting as well as the comments. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.